Good morning, you beautiful English learners. What's up? I'm Ronan, and in this podcast, we are going to talk about a whole load of different things. But first, at the end of January, I'm hosting a very special free training week called the Quick and Dirty English Free Training Week. Quick and Dirty English is the name of an upcoming project I'm working on, and the aim of the project is to teach you exactly how to understand real English, like fast-spoken, natural, unplanned English. And I've designed a free training week, which is going to happen at the end of January. So you can actually register for that today. There is a link in the description. If you go to my website, you'll see it right there, quick and dirty English, and just hit the button and you'll be able to register for the free training week. You do not want to miss it. I'll talk more about it later. Now, This podcast in particular is completely unplanned, 100% unplanned, and it has been a very long time since I've done a podcast with zero plans whatsoever. But in this podcast, I talk about a whole bunch of things, including, but not limited to, to be down or out of money. I talk about punch passes and yoga. I talk about the verb to go, as in to cease operating, to stop working. I talk about the phrase, a bitch to do, and you know, if something is a bitch to do, if it's not a bitch to do. I talk about being drunk, I talk about stag parties, nightclubs, and just a lot more random stuff. Chains, driving in winter, the whole shebang. So I hope you really enjoy it. Sit back, relax, grab a coffee. It's best enjoyed with a cup of coffee or something. You know, sit down, have a couple of drinks, off you go. You might learn something. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, folks. What's happening? This is a completely unplanned, random podcast. I haven't done a catch-up with Ronan in a very, very long time. So I figured today is as good a day as any to do it. And there's the first phrase that we're going to talk about. As good a day as any... As good a day as any two. Beautiful English phrase. We use that phrase or that expression when we want to let someone know that we're going to do something today and we're not going to do it tomorrow. That there's no reason not to do it today. So at the start of this podcast, I said, you know, I haven't done an unplanned random podcast in a very, very long time. But today is as good a day as any to do one. Why would I not do it today? Today's a great day, as any other day in the calendar, to do an unplanned podcast. So, let's just imagine. Now, how can you use this phrase in your life? Well, if there's something you've been meaning to do for a very long time, you might say to yourself, well, Ronan... You won't say Ronan. That's obviously me. You can if you want. I'm not going to stop you. But I would say, well, Ronan, today is as good a day as any to finally mop the floors in the house. Oh, do we have to do that today? Well, look, today is as good a day as any to do that. And if we do it now, it's done. All we have to do is just do it once and we're done. So let's just get it out of the way and then we can relax after. So, like, Christmas is coming up. Our tree is up. 
but I still want to give the house an absolute huge, huge once over. Maybe a twice over, we'll call it. I just want to give this house a huge clean. I want to mop all the floors. I'm going to vacuum the feck or vacuum the heck out of it. Get rid of all the garbage. Like I'm looking around my office right now and, ugh, yeah, I've definitely let the office go a bit. I need to whip it back into shape. And so I'm not going to do it today because today is not as good a day as I need to do it because I'm too busy today recording unplanned podcasts. But maybe this weekend on Sunday, I'll wake up and say, you know what, Ronan, today is as good a day as I need to get it done. Let's just do it. So, as good a day as any is a beautiful English expression for letting someone know that, yeah, today's the day to do it, not tomorrow. There's no reason not to do it today. So, what has been going on in my life recently? Not a huge amount. It's winter. So, a lot of people I know are cocooning. A lot of people I know are hibernating. It's getting cold. Although, now that I say it, It's not as cold as it should be. Today is December 13th and we have had maybe one or two days of snow in downtown Kelowna and it hasn't stuck. To stick is the verb we use for snow. To stick. And if snow sticks, that means it's like obviously a dry area, the temperature is low and the snow does not melt. But it is December 13th and there is not a lick of snow anywhere downtown. Not a lick of snow. When I say a lick off, I mean any. So there's not a lick of snow downtown. Now, there is snow in the mountains, which is expected. But at this time of year, we usually expect to have a lot more snow in the downtown area. So today, I actually went to work and I wore this hoodie and just a body warmer. You know, you've probably seen me in some of my videos wearing the body warmer. The North Face one is zip. It's like a waistcoat. And... I haven't needed anything else. Yeah, I have a hat or I have a toque on my head. But I haven't needed my scarf. I haven't needed my gloves or or anything yet. It is really, really bizarre. Now, that has been attributed to El Nino. El Nino is like a weather phenomenon, I guess, or a weather pattern. And it has basically given us a very mild winter in British Columbia. Very, very mild. So mild that the ski hills have only just opened. To give you perspective, last year they opened, I think, in the first or second week of November. So this is definitely the mildest year I've ever had in Canada. And it's weird. It's kind of strange. I'm kind of just waiting for the snow to really arrive. Like, we have the dark, but we don't have the snow. It's kind of depressing. I really enjoy the snow. I really like it. I love how quiet the area gets in the snow. I love when you walk on it and you hear the crunch, crunch, crunch underneath your feet. I love looking at frozen lakes or walking on frozen lakes. But right now, it is absolutely bizarre just how warm it is in downtown Kelowna. Now, a lot of my students are happy about it because they don't like the snow. But screw them, this is freaking Canada. So I'm a little bit disappointed. However... That has made it possible to do things like, I guess, jogging. You know, the running season is a lot longer. Not that I'm a runner, but, but, I'm thinking of getting back into running. You know, last year, or this year, I guess, but last winter, I really got back into swimming. 
and I did one or two long distance swims in the summer and I've plans to do more but now I'm thinking I need to get back into running because I'm not swimming enough. To give you an example if I want to swim I have to hop in the car and drive about 20 minutes to get to the pool. Obviously I'm not going to swim the lake. I know it's a little milder than it was a year ago but it's still not warm. And I just haven't been doing it. I don't know why. Maybe it's the drive, maybe it's the weather, whatever it is, it's just preventing me from really being motivated. So I'm tempted to cancel my membership for the winter and focus on running and focus on jogging. Are you a runner? Are you a jogger? Have you got any advice for me? Because it has been a very, very long time since I've been jogging or anything like that. So, what else is happening? Well, Recently, I bought a new set of chains for my car. A new set of chains. I love chains. Chains are great. What is a chain? Well, chain has many meanings. For instance, it could be a chain of shops, like Primark. They are a chain. Starbucks is a very famous coffee chain, for example. What is a chain in your country? What is a chain that is more powerful than McDonald's in your country? In Ireland, we have a restaurant called Supermax, and they are a chain only in Ireland, I believe. They might have one or two locations elsewhere, but I'm 90% sure they're just in Ireland. So that's the first meaning of chain, but that's not what I'm talking about. Chains are metal things that you put on your tires in winter so you can drive in snow. So I spend a lot of time in the mountains in winter. My wife, myself, and two friends, we all rent a cabin out high up in the Canadian mountains from another good friend of ours. And that means that in the winter, we get to drive up a mountain road covered in snow and hang out in a wooden cabin that's cold until it gets warm by lighting the fire. Sounds lovely, right? The view is amazing from this cabin. It is so goddamn picturesque. But, in order to get from the bottom to the top of the hill, you kind of need either incredibly good winter tires, like incredibly good, or you need a set of chains to put on your tires. So last year, we got a set of chains. And they were good chains. They were nice. They, they definitely did the job. But they were kind of a bitch to put on. A bitch too. God, that's a beautiful phrase. I do like that phrase a lot. Now, what do I mean by a bitch to? Well, if something is a bitch to do, it is difficult to do. If something is a bitch to do, it is frustrating to do and you really do not enjoy doing it. Laundry is a bitch. I hate doing laundry. Laundry is a bitch to do, especially in the building where I live. The reason why... Laundry is a bitch to do in the building that I live. We have two washers, two dryers on the bottom floor. My wife and I live on the top floor. That means we need to go down three stairs, like three flights, to get to the laundry machine. Sometimes all the laundry machines are occupied or taken. Nothing you can do, you just have to wait. When a laundry machine is free, you get to put your clothes in, you do a wash, but then you have to go back down to move it from the washer to the dryer. And, you know, there might be someone waiting to use it. So they might move your stuff for you, which 
absolutely fair. You should have done it yourself. Sometimes I go down and it's on the final spin. But there's no timer. There's no timer on the laundry machine. And this is what irks me so much. This is what pisses me off so much. This is what makes laundry a bitch to do in my building. You don't know how long it's going to take. There's no telling. Is it on the final spin? Like, did it just start the final spin? Or is it at the end of the final spin? And that's why it's a bitch to do laundry in this building. Because maybe you go down and you see it's on the final spin. That could mean... There's 10 seconds left, or it could mean there's 20 minutes left. I don't know. And it is the most frustrating thing in the world, because then you have the anxiety. Do I wait down here? Or do I go upstairs and come back down in 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? But if I don't come down in time, someone's going to move my laundry. And it's just... I just hate it. I absolutely hate doing laundry in this building. Laundry is a bitch to do in this building. I'm venting. I can feel my blood pumping when I think about or talk about laundry in my building. There was a an incident once. <laughs> I'm sure some of you know exactly what I'm going to talk about, but someone stole my laundry. That's another reason why my laundry is a bitch to do. And having shared laundry is an absolute bitch because someone literally took my clothes one time. That motherfucker. Oh yeah. Long story short, I went down to get my laundry. Wasn't there. Someone had taken it. I'm thinking, who the feck is going to take my clothes? They're huge. So then I go and I call my landlord. And I go back. And we're looking for the laundry. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there. It turns out one of the other tenants took the laundry, put it in the trunk of his car, drove around, came back, and then returned it. And honestly, no idea why. But if you go way back in my Instagram stories, you'll see it. So, doing laundry is a bitch. Laundry is a bitch to do in my building because there's no timers. It's shared. Someone might take it. It's always busy. Sometimes people try to cut the queue. Hmm, I really dislike when that happens. And even one time, actually, someone took my clothes out of the dryer when they were wet. And put their clothes in. How dare they? How absolutely dare they do something like that? But that is the problem of having shared laundry. So, laundry is a bitch to do in my building because blah, 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 blah. Now, how do we get talking about that phrase, a bitch to do? Chains. Winter chains. Putting winter chains on your tires is also a bitch. It's also a bitch to do the chains because you have to get out of the car. You have to reach around the tires so you're on your knees. You're in the snow or the mud. It's going to be cold outside because you're up in the mountains and you got to connect them and then your hands start to get cold and if you're anything like me you're probably going to forget to bring your gloves so your hands do get cold and they're in the snow out of the snow and then you got to tighten the chains And sometimes I would have a bungee cord to make the chains extra tight so they're nice and snug on my tire. Now, once you have the chains securely fastened to the wheels of your car, you can drive in the snow no problem. And it does make a difference. The difference is night and day. Oh boy, I have tried to drive up that hill sometimes without chains and it is so nervous. It it, it is so nerve-wracking. I'm always nervous. 
I'm terrified that I'm going to go into a ditch and get stuck or something. And now, every single time for the last year, I always stop, take some time, slap the chains on and up the hill. The first time I had the chains to put on, it probably took me, I'd say 30 minutes to get them on. And it was driving me mad. I was so pissed off. I was so angry. Now, with the experience, it genuinely takes like two minutes. Not even two minutes a wheel now. So, uh, just want to brag. I'm pretty good at putting chains on tires. But they were still a bitch to do because you had to get out of the car and you had to tighten them yourself and everything. So, last week, or maybe two weeks ago now, I went to Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire is a popular, very popular store in Canada. It's nationwide all over the country, provincial-wide, nationwide. It's in nearly every town that you go to, in in, in British Columbia at least. Every town I've been to has a Canadian tire. Hardware store, garden store, all of that jazz. And I got myself a new set of chains, and these are auto-tightening chains, auto-tightening. Guys, the difference is amazing. It is insane one of the reasons that we got these new auto tightening chains so it's kind of in the name auto automatic it means that when i put the chains on i flick a switch on them and they automatically get tighter on the wheel and it cuts out so much work but one of the big reasons we got those is because the old chains that we used a year ago which are good and they absolutely do the job They were a little too difficult for my wife to get on because it did require that you pull on a bungee cord and that you hook it in at the same time. And getting them on is one thing, but then getting them off was another thing. So these new ones are absolutely perfect for her and obviously for me because now doing the chains or putting the chains on the tire is not a bitch to do. It's not a bitch to do anymore. It's actually a joy to do. And I get that real satisfying feeling whenever I flick the switch and they tighten automatically. It is, ah, guys, I can't get over how good they are. It was $195, $195 well spent. A well spent $195, let me tell you that. And I would highly recommend them to anyone who's doing any winter driving, mountain driving, or anything. The chains that we have always live in the car. We have like a huge black box, black plastic box or container, and the chains just stay in the car at all times. We got a box because chains are incredibly messy, especially when it comes to like the shoulder season, where it's not winter, not summer, spring, you know, in between, and there's a lot of mud on the ground and so you do have to drive on mud sometimes but the chains get filthy they carry the dirt and so you need somewhere just to put them that's not actually in your car but in the box so the whole place doesn't get messy so that was very exciting getting new chains and getting to try them out and i'm happy to report that doing the chains is no longer a bitch it's no longer a bitch to do the chains but it is a bitch to do laundry Now, this would not be a true Catch Up with Ronan podcast unless I had car trouble. If you go back and listen to my other podcasts, you're always going to see car trouble. And I recently had more car trouble. Honestly, I don't know what keeps happening. I don't know if it's a me thing, if it's a car thing. But whatever happens, there's always an issue with the car. And the other day, 
I had an issue, the CV axle. So a bit of technical vocabulary for you there. The CV axle went on my car. The CV axle cracked on my car. Now notice the way I said went. We use went for when something stopped working. When something ceases to work anymore, it goes. So how can you use it? Well, the lights on my car went. The lights stopped working. The lights in my house went. Oh, the power just went. It's kind of a weird one. Where did it go? It went. The power in my car went. Can you imagine you're driving your car and suddenly the battery dies? Suddenly all the power goes in your car. That would be pretty scary because suddenly you would have no power, very little control of your car. My friend brought his car to the garage last week because the power steering went in his car. In his car, you don't need to actually say it because it's obvious we're talking about a car. So my friend's power steering went, stopped working. He called me and told me because I had to give him a ride after work because he couldn't drive. And he was telling me when he drove to work, he got the best upper body workout of the year because he had to turn the car without any power steering. And I guess that's how cars used to be back in the day. You know, driving a car was a lot tougher back in the day compared to now because we have power steering. So my friend's power steering went. That means every time he turned a corner, he had to like really use all his muscles to turn the wheel. Because whenever you're driving a modern car, it has power steering and power steering helps you turn the car. You can imagine how difficult that is. It's a hefty vehicle. It's a big vehicle. It's a huge chunk of metal. It weighs a lot. And without power steering, you have to turn the wheel as much as you can in order to go around a corner. And he said it was the most difficult drive of his life. So because his power steering went, it was incredibly difficult for him to drive. How did I get talking about that? I keep losing my train of thought. Too much of the wacky tobacco, if you know what I mean. I got talking about that because cars and we use went or use go past tense when something ceases to work. I could say my keyboard went. Actually, I was in class earlier with a student and my shift key, for some reason, my shift key went when I was typing earlier and I was trying to do something using the shift key and it wasn't working. So I just said to him, wow, my shift key just went. Oh man, my shift key went. What's going on there? So we can use it for a wide variety of things. And for me, my CV axle went. I did not know. I have 48 hours ago, I had no idea what a CV axle was or what a CV axle does. And because the CV axle went, the ABS also went. The ABS is the automatic or automated braking system. It is a very, 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 very important feature of braking. And it ensures that all the wheels brake correctly and they have sensors on the wheels to know which wheel to brake and what power to use it with. It basically prevents your car from 
braking and going in one direction, it helps your car brake in a smooth way. And so the ABS went, which meant we didn't really have brakes or we didn't have the good braking power. power. And like I said at the start of the podcast, it is incredibly mild here. There's no snow, there's no ice, it is perfect driving conditions, but we were coasting, coasting up to a red light in my own vehicle, and I put the brake on, and the car didn't really stop, and I could hear a grinding noise, a very, very loud grinding noise. And I went straight to the garage, and the light of the ABS light is on, that four-wheel drive light is flashing. And of course, I drop it in. I explain the situation. She calls me back in a couple of hours and she says, yeah, it's your CV axle. Here's what it does. Blah, 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 blah. $394. Oh, man. $394. So now I'm out $394. I'm out. That's a great one too. We use that when we have to pay for something that we didn't really want to pay for or to let someone know how much money we have spent on something. So, because of the CV axle going in my car, I'm now out $394. I'm down $394. That's how much it cost to get the car repaired and back on the road. If you have a car accident, you're going to be out a lot of money. If you are, if you break something and you have to pay it back, you're out whatever that is. We wouldn't really use it for a restaurant. We wouldn't really use it for purchases for pleasure or for recreational purposes. We would use it for a deal that doesn't go well, an investment that doesn't turn out the way you want it. Imagine you invested in chart busters. Imagine you put all your money in chart busters and now it's worth absolutely nothing. You could say, well, I'm out 10 grand. I made a poor investment, for instance. To be honest, if you've 10 grand to just play around with, it doesn't really matter. People who go to Vegas or go gambling, they'll be out money very quickly. Or they'll be down very quickly. Yeah, it's usually down or up for gambling. So out when you lose money because a car, for instance, oh, I'm out $395 down for when you lose money in gambling or up when you win money in gambling and you know there's some people who gambling is a terrible thing it's like a really 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 addictive thing and there's people who say well in my entire life i'm still up five thousand dollars you're just thinking my god how long have you been gambling and people just lose the run of themselves in casinos and suddenly they're down 20 grand or something well Gambling scares me, to be honest, how much people can lose. And any time I've been to Vegas or in a casino, always just take a look around and you'll see some very sad sights. But back to the car, because it is a catch-up with Ronan. And when I do these podcasts, there's always an issue with my car. So the CV axle went, I'm out $395. And the crazy thing is, she showed me what it was. And the CV axle... There was a tiny, and I mean absolute tiny crack in a ring, in a steel ring that was wrapped around something. And I'm talking like a tiny wee crack, but that tiny wee crack is responsible for me being out $395. That tiny crack 
was responsible for the brakes not working, the four-wheel drive not working, for the ABS going in my car. It is crazy. I was chatting with a friend afterwards, and he was telling me how he regrets not taking auto in high school. Auto. A-U-T-O. Auto was something that was not offered to me in Ireland. There was very little classes focused on the trades in my experience. You could do woodwork, metalwork, technical design for like architecture or engineering, but that was it. There was no auto class. And in Canada, they're very, very good at doing stuff like that. Very good at teaching practical skills in the Canadian high school system. And the example my friend gave was auto class. And he said he regrets not doing auto because he would have been able to learn everything about cars in high school. I was asking him, is there an auto class that we can do as adults? I would absolutely love to take an auto class as an adult. Because folks, my name is Ronan and I know jack about cars. I know absolutely nothing about vehicles. I worked in a garage, but I was doing detailing. And detailing, it means that you make the car look beautiful. So I have a little bit of experience of working with cars. I have driven a bazillion vehicles all over BC, but I don't know how to repair a vehicle. Yeah, I can change a tire. I can change a light on a car. I can do a few other things. But when it comes to anything technical, I'm out of my depth. I just do not know jack about it. If you don't know jack about something, you don't know anything about it. I don't know jack about politics. I don't know jack about who took your food. Don't look at me. I had nothing to do with it. I wasn't even here. So I don't know jack about cars. And unfortunately, I have to go and pay someone to do it. And therefore, I'm out a certain amount of money every time I do a catch up with Ronan. My friend regrets not taking auto in high school. He regrets not taking. There's another good phrase, I guess. But yes, that is the story with me, folks. I'm trying to think, is there anything else happening? Not a huge amount. It's coming up to Christmas. I'm very excited. Very excited to do nothing. Very excited to be lazy. Very excited to be in my pajamas for most of the day. On Christmas Day itself, I'm having dinner with a group of friends, a group of Irish friends, and we have a traditional Irish dinner in Canada, and I love it. It's actually probably my favorite day of the year. And I'll be honest, Christmas with this group is one of the best experiences I can ever have. Like, I do love going home for Christmas, but Christmas in Canada, it just hits differently. And so the plan is to have a huge feast on Christmas Day, overeat, obviously, all that jazz. And then on Stephen's Day, or Boxing Day as they call it over here and in the UK, the 26th of December, chill and watch movies. That's a lazy day. And what I love about that is there's no cooking involved on Boxing Day. On Stephen's Day, there's no cooking involved. So a little bit about that. Christmas Day is the big day in Ireland, the 25th of December. Stephen's Day or St. Stephen's Day, is the 26th of December. And those two are like the big days. The 23rd of December in Ireland is notoriously one of the best nights to go to a nightclub. Whenever I was living in Ireland, after the age of 18, the 23rd was always the wildest night out. 
you wouldn't come home until three or four in the morning. You'd wake up, it's Christmas Eve, and you'd go for a drink with your friends before the bars close early on Christmas Eve. So the 23rd is massive. The nightclubs are full, the bars are full, everyone's having a great time. The 24th is Christmas Eve. And everywhere in Ireland will close around 2 or 3 p.m. on Christmas Eve. So if you want to have a pint, you have to go in early. If you want to have drinks, you have to go into town early. And let me tell you, town will be hopping on Christmas Eve. So many people go out for drinks. Like I said, the bars do close early, so you go out early to get your booze. Then you have the 25th, which is Christmas Day. You don't really do anything. You chill at home. You watch movies. You eat food. That's it. Next day, the 26th, which we call St. Stephen's Day in Ireland, but they call Boxing Day in most other countries. And that is the second biggest night of the year in Ireland. The 23rd is probably the biggest, and Stephen's Day, the 26th, is the next biggest. It is a lot to do, I'll be honest. I don't know how I had the energy for it as a kid or as a teenager or a young adult, I guess, but now that just turns me off completely. I would have no interest in it. And I'm talking like the nightclubs are choco-block. They are full to the brim. It is hard to move. It is hard to breathe. But we just went out and we'd get shit-faced. Absolutely shit-faced on that night. I can remember going out with my siblings. And we just got absolutely rotten. Came home. And then the three of us were in the kitchen trying to make food. And my mum came out and just laughed at us. Because like I think my brother passed out on the floor. And my sister and I were trying to drink more and just like stumbling all over the place. And like the three of us were incredibly hung over the next day, which my parents found hilarious. I think they were just happy to see us all having fun together and getting drunk together. But because I'm in Canada, it's quite different. There is no big... I'm not into nightclubs. I don't go to nightclubs in Canada. I think I've been to one or two nightclubs in the last eight years in Canada. And they were with like either a work party or a stag party. A stag party is a party you have before the groom gets married. So maybe you call it a bachelor party. We call it a stag party. And then a hen party is for the bride or a bachelorette party is for the bride. And, you know, that's the night where you go out with your boys, you go out with your girls and you get fucked up and you party. We went to a strip club. Of course we went to a strip club. Why wouldn't you? There was a bunch of drugs there. It was a lot of fun. But that was the last time I was in a nightclub. And honestly, I'm just not too keen on them. I'm really not that keen on them. They are, yeah, they're good, I guess, but not my cup of tea. So this year, on the 23rd, not going to a nightclub. On the 24th, Probably go for a drink in town, nothing crazy. Christmas Day with the friends. Stephen's Day at home or with the friends. And then for the rest of the holiday, just got one or two other small plans. Nothing major, but it's going to be good. So I'm very excited for all of that jazz coming up. I'm very excited for doing all of that. A Canadian Christmas is a lot of fun. I really, really, really enjoy it. All right, I'm looking at the time. It is coming up on 4 p.m. And I am going to yoga at 4.30. Guys, I'm really into yoga. So here's the funny one. Last January, I had all these great intentions. And I'm sure you can relate. You've probably been in my situation before. So in January, I had all these great ideas and these great intentions that I'm going to go to yoga and I'm going to be Mr. Flexible and I'm going to find inner peace and I'm going to be all zen and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't fucking happen. All right. But I bought 
a punch pass. I bought like a voucher for 20 visits to the yoga studio. And I was like, that's okay. I have a year. I have a full year to use this card of 20 visits. And in December, I looked at it and I was like, oh, fuck. I've only been to four yoga sessions in the last 12 months and I have four weeks to use my yoga voucher. So for the last two weeks and for the next two weeks, I am Mr. Flexible. I am Mr. Yoga. I am Mr. Zen or whatever the feck you want to call it because I am not letting my yoga money go to waste. I spent like a hundred and something dollars on that and I had a full year to go to yoga 20 times and I haven't even done that. So last week I went to yoga three times, this week I'm going to yoga two times and you bet by the 6th of January I will have used every single class on my punch card. I did a podcast recently about leaving things to the last minute and that is the best example yet of leaving something to the last minute. I have had a full year to use this yoga pass and I'm only doing it in December. So I left doing yoga, I left getting flexible, finding inner peace, all until December. To be honest, I do feel great though, because I don't think I would have done this much yoga in a month without it. So I'm actually tempted to buy another punch pass. That is the name, a punch pass. Punch as in a punch or a punch with a puncher on a piece of paper, and you punch a hole in it. And that is the idea of a punch pass. Now, they don't actually have a physical paper, but in the past, you would have had a physical paper that they literally would have taken and punched a hole in. Train tickets used to be like that. Bus tickets used to be like that. So much used to be like that. So I bought a 20 pass punch pass, a 20 pass punch card to the yoga studio. I didn't, I used it like once or twice in January. I used it once in the summer. And now in December, I need to go 17 times. <laughs> I will be Mr. Flexible. I will be great. I already feel a lot better. I feel a lot more loose and limber and ready to go. Energy levels are up and I can't wait. It's also hot yoga, so it's about 90 degrees. That's not 90 degrees, that can't be, right? It's very hot yoga. So you go in there, and it's definitely not 90. You go into the studio, and even just lying down, you might get a bit of a sweat. And that's the issue. I am a sweaty Betty when I go to yoga. Uh, the, the sweat is coming off me like a waterfall. It's actually kind of disgusting. So I have a towel with me. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited. So... With that, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I'll give a brief conclusion in a moment. But if you made it this far, thanks a million for listening. It's been a long, long time since I did a catch up with Ronan. And I hope you enjoyed. See you later. And that is it, folks. That is the Little Seal English, a catch up with Ronan podcast. I told you, we talk about a whole load of different things. You should absolutely check out my YouTube channel. You know, if you're listening to this, go to my YouTube. If you're on YouTube, check out all my different playlists because I'm really starting to organize my YouTube channel. I'm starting to get the videos together, creating the playlists and stuff, and I'm really actually enjoying it a lot more than Instagram or TikTok or any of those. I feel you can actually do real learning and teaching with the longer videos and just different style. So definitely make sure to check that out. Please check out my Quick and Dirty English training week 
all the information is in the description. And I guess, apart from that, just be cool. Chill the F out, because that is what I am doing this weekend. This weekend, I am going to the cabin, and I will be recording content up there. And I'm very excited to share it all with you. English in the mountains. My dream. My dream. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.